It was once said, tell me what you pay attention and I will tell you who you are. Because where you put your focus is what you will become. Hard work will beat out talent any day. But when you have talent with focus, it is unbeatable. Welcome to Anchor Points, a program produced by Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. Here, we hope you'll find answers to some of life's everyday struggles. You can learn more at fredericksdachurch.org. God values your choice, even if it means not following Him. But God wants to complete the work He has begun in you. So today, Robert Quintana helps you make the kinds of decisions that will help you remain focused in the right place. In his message, Focus. Most of you, I'm sure, have a favorite song right now. Do you have a favorite song that you know, comes on on the radio and you just listen to it and you just are singing at the top of your lungs, maybe in the car or in the shower? Well, this verse I've always liked, but it's becoming more and more one of my favorite verses. Um, it's found in the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter um, 1, and we're going to start reading verse, with verse 3. Here, Paul is writing a letter to the church in Philippi, the city of Philippi, and he says in verse 3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy. And I know that we all have prayers like that. Every one of us, you know, has a prayer that is just kind of constant in our lives. You know, uh, maybe you're a parent who has a, a son, a daughter that's out of the church. And every time you pray, you mention that child by name. The church in Philippi means something deeply to Paul. And so every time he prays, he mentions them by name. And here it says in verse 5, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, verse 6, what's becoming one of my favorite verses in all of scripture, Paul is saying, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now here Paul's writing a letter to the church in Philippi and, and he's obviously writing words of encouragement. He, he's writing words that will uplift them, that will build them up. And he says, you know, I've been around you enough to know that I am confident that the work that Christ has started in you, he will finish. Because we serve a God that likes to finish what he starts and if you are here today, if you're listening to my voice today on the radio, you need to understand that God has started a work in you. And now you not, might not be able to see the end from the beginning. You might not be able to see how it's all going to unfold. You might not be able to understand what steps are going to be taken in order for the work to be completed in you. But you need to understand the promise that God is making to you and to me today that he will finish the work that he has started in you. But unfortunately, there are a few things that can get in the way of God accomplishing the work that he has started in you. One of the things that gets in the way of God accomplishing the work that he has started in you, now listen to this, is our choices. That's right. 
is our choices. Because sometimes with our choices, we make it difficult for God to finish the work that he has started in you. God values your choice. And he is never going to take that away from you. In fact, you can make an argument that God values your choice more than he does your salvation. Because he's not going to impose his will on you, and he's not going to save you if you don't want to be saved. But he will allow you from this day on to have choice. You can say that at the Garden of Eden, choice was taken away from us. When we, as a human race, fell into sin, choice was taken away from us because at that moment, we were condemned to die. The penalty of sin is death. And so choice was taken away. And you can make the argument that on the cross, with his sacrifice, he once again was able to give you choice. Choice now to say, I want to pay for the sins of my life with my own life or choice to say, no, 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 wait a second. I'm going to take the life and sacrifice of Jesus Christ on my behalf and I'm going to choose his merits over mine. And so sometimes our choices in life, yes, will prevent God from accomplishing the work that he wants to complete in us. And so what I want to share with you for the next few minutes is what can we do to ensure that we make the right choices in life? What can we do in our own lives? What can we incorporate into our own lives to make sure that we're choosing the right things in order to allow God to finish the work that he has started in your life? What are some of the things that we can do in order to allow God to finish the work that he has started in your life? And it all can be summed up in one word, all right? So this is the one word that I want you leaving here with today. The one word that kind of sums up today's message is focus. Focus. You know, every athlete knows that the more you focus on your sport, the better you're going to succeed. The more disciplined you are at your sport, the better you're going to be. I heard earlier this week a commentator on ESPN says, you know, hard work will beat out talent any day. But when you have talent with focus, it is unbeatable. And there are a lot of times where a person is talentful, they have a gift, but they're not focused And as a result, you see it go by the wayside. And so the one thing I want you to remember here today is focus. Because God has given us many gifts. He has begun a good work in our lives. And if we want to see that come to fruition, I'm saying to you today, we need to remain focused. You know, whenever we want to excel at anything, whether it's an instrument, whether it's a hobby, if we want to excel at it, what do we do? We stay focused. We stay disciplined. And the same thing is true of our Christian journey. The same is true of our relationship with God. That if we remain focused on our relationship with God, we will see much success. We will see much fruit. 
The same thing applies to marriage. You, you've heard, right? A, a, a spouse who isn't focused on the relationship, what happens to that relationship? You see that relationship start to deteriorate. You see that relationship start going astray. You see them start having issues. You see them having problems. And so the same is true with our relationship with God. We need to remain focused. And so there's a few things I want to share with you that will help us remain focused. In other words, things that we should focus on. Okay? So, here are things that you should not be focusing on that prevent us from making the right choices. And in, in turn, does not allow God to finish the work that he has started in us. Okay? So here we go. The first thing that we should not be focused on Let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. Easier said than done. Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Let me rephrase that. Do not focus yourself on treasures on earth. For where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But focus, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, where your focus is, there your heart will be also. Verse 24, no one can serve. I'm going to rephrase that. No one can focus, right, on two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve, rephrase, you cannot focus on God and mammoth, which is a Greek word for wealth. So one of the things, and I understand because of the society that we live in, the culture that we live in, that a lot revolves around wealth and riches and, and acquisition of things and materialism. And so a lot of our focus throughout the day is either spending time acquiring wealth or spending time understanding or trying to figure out how to spend that wealth. The Bible time and time and time again says don't focus on wealth. Don't focus on riches. Don't focus on money. Now listen, it's important for us to be good stewards of what we've been given, but when money becomes the focal point, you've lost sight of what it's all about. Because the focal point, as we are reminded time and time again, needs to be Jesus Christ. And further down, if you continue reading on here, they, um, here Matthew goes on to talk about material needs like food and clothing and, and things that you need. And, and, and then he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. In other words, focus first on the kingdom of God. Focus first on his righteousness, and you will see how all of these things shall be added unto you. We cannot have wealth and riches and money as a focus. Why? It is a temporal thing. It is a thing that is here one day and it is gone the next. And this is why the Bible, the authors constantly are reminding us focus on God. 
God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God isn't going anywhere. He is going to be here. Focus on God. He has eternal value. So don't focus on on money. Don't focus on wealth. That should not be your focus. And the interesting thing is, think about it. When money becomes our focus, we start making decisions based on money being our focus. And what, what happens? We, we find ourselves in a position where God is unable to complete the work that he has started in us. Do You see how these, these links are connected. You see how this chain is connected. Right? So we, we focus our attention on money. We start making some silly decisions. We start making some dumb choices. And as a result, we find ourselves in a place where God cannot work in our lives, where he cannot finish the work that he has started in our lives. Let me just share with you one way that we can focus on the right things and put money in its right place. Okay? And that is the principle of tithe. The principle of tithing and returning offerings. It is a way of you saying, you know what? I am not going to focus on my wealth. I'm not going to focus on the money that I've acquired. I'm not going to focus on any of that. When you return a tenth and when you return offering, what you are saying is, I'm not focusing on the riches of this world. No, I am focusing on God and what he wants to accomplish in my life and in the lives of those around me. So I want to share with you a, a quick experience that, that I had just last night. Um, as I shared with you already before, um, I have an awesome opportunity um, to go to the Maryland Correctional Facility in, in Hagerstown. And so at least once a month, I'm going to be going out there and meeting with, with the inmates there and just kind of sharing with them, you know, principles of the word and, and just really interacting. And, and yesterday we had a great time. Last night we had an amazing time. I got to meet some, some really great fellas, uh, some of which are there for life because of choices that they've made in life. But you know what? As they're there worshiping with us, they, they've changed their focus and now they're making the right decisions. And as a result of making the right decisions, you see God finishing the work that has begun in their lives. It's, it's awesome to see. And so I got to, to, to meet some of them. And, and before I got up to speak, um, they had a time of testimony. And so one of the guys got up and he says, you know, I want to give a testimony. I just want to share with you the blessing of tithing. And I'm sitting there kind of in the back and I'm like, what? This is crazy. I've never heard of such a thing, right? And so he goes on to talk about how he has begun to tithe his income. Now, these guys don't make much money. You know that. I mean, they don't make much money at all. But this gentleman, he started to tithe. And so he's sharing with the rest of his his inmates there how it has blessed him. And he goes on to say, you know, I got to tell you, ever since I started tithing, my locker room is just full of food. I mean, before I used to run out of snacks. He says, now I have so many snacks, I don't know what to do with them. I'm, I'm like giving snacks out. He says, before I was tithing, I was always having to bum a dollar or five dollars from, from my buddies here and there. And he says, ever since I started tithing, I have plenty of money. I never run out. Now they're bumming money off of me. And he says, it's just crazy. My, my locker is just, it's just full of snacks and I'm giving ever since I started tithing. In other words, his focus switched 
from money or materialism. It switched from acquiring things. It switched to now saying, okay, God, what is it that you want from me? It, his focus shift to, okay, God, what is your will for my life? And as a result, it changed his decision. And because it changed his decision making, now God is able to finish the work that has started in that young man's life. And so here, you might be struggling with this. Today, you might be someone that's struggling with this whole riches and finances, and you're thinking, I want more money. We need to make more money. We need to find a better job. We need to sell this house. We, we, need, we just need more and more. And your focus has become wealth. I'm telling you, God has begun a good work in you. God wants to finish that work in you. But it's important that we make the right choices in life. And in order to make the right choices in life, we have to have the right focus. So let's focus our attention to God. And if God says, you know, this is what I'm expecting of you, then turn it over to him and just say, okay, God, I'm focusing my attention on you. And if this is what you require of me, then I'm just going to give it to you because my focus is not wealth. My focus is you. A second thing that we should not focus on. I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 118. Psalms chapter 118. He says, this is what you really should be focusing on. And this is obviously a common theme of today's message. Psalms 118 verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord. Paraphrase, it is better for you to focus on the Lord than to put your confidence in what? Man. Modern day translation, man and women. We cannot put our confidence, our trust, we cannot focus on our fellow man. Now listen, I understand the importance of a spiritual mentor. I understand that, okay? And, and, and in fact, I encourage that. And, and there, are, there are men and women in my life that I take the responsibility of being a spiritual mentor too. It is a huge responsibility. I understand the good that can come from that. So I'm not saying that we should not do that, okay? But what the point here is, is that we should not put, in other words, all of our eggs in one basket. We do not need to have all of our confidence and all of our trust. We do not need to hold men up as if they were gods. We do not need to put anyone up on a pedestal and say, they mean everything to me. They are my hero. If I can only be like them. If you do that, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for a great fall because the only one that we need to be focusing on, the only one that we need to be putting our trust in is Jesus Christ. We put our trust in him alone. And yes, I believe that God will use men and women to help us on our journey, to help pick us up. I understand that. But what I am trying to avoid here is incidences where the man or the woman fall and as a result, you say, I'm done. I'm out of here. No way, Jose. If that's what it's all about, then I don't want anything to do with it. 
You might lose your job, you lose your home, you lose everything overnight. When money fails us, when the people around us that mean something to us fail us, what are we going to be left with if that's what we built our lives on? We will crumble. And so that is why we need to build our lives on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. We need to focus on him. Now, let me share with you one last thing that we should not focus on. This might surprise some of you, but I want to share with you Matthew chapter 23. When he came to earth, found himself in some very interesting circumstances where the church, the institution, had taken the message of God and had really just twisted it up in so many knots that it was so hard to untangle and to make sense of. I mean, it was just, it was really, really bad. And at one point here, uh, Jesus is addressing the scribes and the Pharisees. And mind you, he is, he is addressing here the, the institution as a whole. And so you, you can read the, the, the heading that says, Woe to the scribes and Pharisees. And you read through this chapter and you think to yourself, Man, I didn't know Jesus had it in him. Like, I can't believe Jesus said, actually said all the things that he said to these individuals. But, I mean, let's just read a few of them in verse 13. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Verse 14. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for the pretense make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. Verse 15. Woe to you, hypocrites. Verse 16. Woe to you, blind guides who say whoever swears. And verse 17, fools and blind. And he just goes on and on. Verse 19, fools and blinds for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift. And verse 27, woe to you, scribe and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. Listen, I have seen it all too often where individuals will put their trust in the institution, where they will put their trust in the church. Now listen, I believe, obviously, in the church, and I see the benefits of the church. I mean, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. And, and by the way, I think we have a pretty good church. But, but I've seen it way too many times that something happens at the church and because of whatever happens at the church or whatever happens on the institutional level with, with decisions that are made, that, that sometimes they throw your arms up and say, forget it, I'm out of here. If that's what the church is all about, then I don't want anything to do with it. And they, and they just run away. Listen, don't put your focus on the institution. We are told that at the end of time, the institution will seem as though it will not survive. Even though I love this church, but our trust cannot be on the institution because when wealth falls and fails you, when people fall and fail you, when the church falls and fail you, what are you going to stand on? You need to put your trust in Christ and him alone. You need to put your trust in God and him alone. You need to trust in him and your focus needs to be him. 
because as you focus on him, you will be able to stand and be victorious. Our lives needs to be focused on God. When our eyes are focused on God, it allows us through the power of the Holy Spirit to make the right choices in life. And as we make the right choices in life, guess what happens? God is able to finish the work that he has started in our lives. And come the rains, come the trouble, come the storms, come the tribulation, come the persecution, come whatever it is. If you're focused on Christ, you're standing on the rock and you will stand firm. Let's continue reading here, verse 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine, and does not focus on Christ, I'm paraphrasing obviously, and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teachings. Let us remember here today that there is a great promise that that is handed down through the generations to all of us here today. And that is that Christ will finish the work that he has started in your life. But it is important that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we make the right choices in life. And there is no greater choice that we can make than to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and focus on him because as we remain focused on him, we will stand strong, be victorious, and he will finish the work that he has started in us. Anchor Points with Robert Quintana is a ministry of the Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to share it with a friend. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or at fredericksdachurch.org. Environment matters, and the way we raise our children and the places we put them will ultimately shape them into the men and women they will become. Next week, we hope you can plan to join us as Robert Quintana shares his message in a good place. Also, if you're wanting to learn more about how to begin a life change or just wanting more answers, we'd love to talk with you. Feel free to visit us online and check out some of our resources at fredericksdachurch.org. You can also call us during the week at 301-662-5254. We're located right between I-70 and Route 15 on Jefferson Pike. Our main service takes place Saturdays at 11 a.m., and we'd love for you to join us sometime. Remember, God loves you and wants you to live out His purpose.